So I had a lot of great feedback on the five common deadlift mistakes episode. So I thought I'd dive into another area which I see a lot of mistakes being made, which is resistance machines. Once again, it's easy to assume that these would be quite simple to use, but there's usually a lot more than meets the eye. So let's dive straight into them. The first mistake that I see made all the time is that we're not adjusting the machines before using them. If the person who's just used the machine that you're going up to use is six foot four and you're five foot two, it's highly, highly unlikely that your settings are gonna be the same as theirs. Even if it looks like it's the right position for you, it's always worth double checking. So let's look at the seat height on a seated row as our first example. So let's say when you're rowing, what we realistically wanna look at is usually we've got those handles right out in front of us and we're looking to bring the elbows back and down towards kind of the hip but it's not going to really go much lower than maybe two-thirds down your body and let's say that the person before you had it at the very lowest setting what that's going to do is it's actually going to make you pull up higher because your body is lower in comparison to where the handles are so you might have to reach up to the handles and when you pull back it's coming more into that middle back lower trap region versus the lats and kind of the lower mid back which is what you want to be hitting the same goes in reverse if it's at the very top setting then exactly the same same thing's gonna happen, but you might be rowing just that little bit too low. But somewhere in the middle, and you obviously have to play with this, it's gonna be the perfect place to be. Same goes for a chest press as well. If you're too low, you might be pressing upwards, and that might be hitting your shoulders more than it's actually hitting your chest. So you've gotta make sure that you make these adjustments before getting started. And what you wanna do is you wanna take a seat first and just look at where your shoulders are in relation to the handles or where your leg is in relation to the part of the machine that you're gonna be moving. And then you wanna give it a go first, see how it feels and then just try one up, try one down, see what feels more comfortable, what allows you to contract the muscle group that you want to use. And then if you're using the same gym, you can make a note of this. Let's take the seated row. Okay, I'm going to need the seated row up at height three. And with the chest support, I need four of the holes showing. And that's number five, let's say. And you can make a note of that in your workout. So every time you go back, you don't need to mess around with the machines. You just put them into that position because you made the effort to test the first time. And that's what works. Number two, is following the diagram to a T. And I appreciate this is probably the thing that you would expect to do, but the majority of these diagrams are questionable. Questionable is probably a good word to use here. And they almost set them up like you're a stick man and you're using the machine and you're not an actual human. And let's just bear in mind, we've all got different structures. It's not going to look the same for each and every single person. It will look roughly the same, but it's not gonna look exactly the same. Then if you try and follow those stick man diagrams, you're gonna have a really tough time. So you want to take some notes. Yes, when you're doing a lap pull down, you want to put your arms above your head and you want to pull it towards you. But you want to bear in mind that your arms don't have to be super wide like the diagram suggests. You probably just want them around shoulder width because that's kind of where your arms naturally sit. And then when you pull it down, you don't want to pull it straight down in front of you because you're trying to use your lats. And if you lean back a little bit, if you pull it in towards your chest, then that's the movement in which you're actually going to be able to contract your lats. So you need to understand or have a little bit of an understanding of how how your muscles are supposed to contract and then you can mimic this in the movement that you're doing. This is a really great time to start looking on YouTube. You could look at other people around you but don't always assume that everyone knows what they're doing because sometimes they don't and most of the time they don't. So look at some YouTube videos and that might be a good place to go. Look at a reputable person that you're following who has a lot of videos out there. Unfortunately I don't have any with machines at the moment but I'll definitely look to do that in the future and just get an idea of how it looks with them compared to how it looks 
looks on the diagram. Number three is that you're not really acknowledging how machines work. If you go and look at the inside of the machine, and most of them are on show, they're not really covered up, you'll see some cable attachments and you'll see it's a little bit of a complicated yet simple mechanism that attaches the weight to the handles that you're using. And it goes in a very back and forth motion and it's fixed in place. However, it's almost like a lot of us forget that sometimes and we'll load up the lap pull down, for example, yank it towards our chest and not acknowledge that that weight is just gonna fling back to the bottom. It's just the same as gravity. If you drop a dumbbell on the floor, it's gonna whoosh to the ground. And the same goes for any machine that you're using as well. So yes, you might be able to push that weight forward or pull that weight down to you, but on the opposing end, that's going to fling back. So you must pick a weight that not only you can control the concentric portion, but you can also control the eccentric portion. And it's gonna be just as, if not more demanding, because if it's gonna really fling back, it's gonna have that incentive to just snap back. And you gotta be very, very careful of that. So when you are building up to use the weight that you need to, start conservatively and get a feel for how it feels on the way back versus just the way forward. Number four is that you're thinking that all machines are created equal. It doesn't even matter if they're the same brand and the same machine, like it's a chest press in one machine made by Matrix or Cybex, and it's a Matrix or Cybex machine in the next gym, they're probably different. And that might sound a little bit weird because same brand, same machines, surely it works the exact same way. But honestly, it's not. And unfortunately, that's a question for the gym machine manufacturers. But just assume that every single machine that you use in a different gym or even in the same gym, in fact, I've seen some gyms with two leg presses and one might be Cybex and one might be Matrix, like I just mentioned. And they're gonna work in completely different ways. And sometimes I go into gyms and I've been using machines for years and years and years. I'm like, I'm not really sure how I get myself into this. And you know, I've been in gyms for a long time. It's a little bit embarrassing at first, but they do. They work very, very differently. And it's quite surprising. So anytime that you're maybe training in a new gym, or perhaps you're using a machine that you've used in the past, you're like, oh yeah, I know how to work this. Just, you know, what? how different can a leg press be to another leg press? Just be aware that it's probably going to be a little bit different and approach it with caution. Just see how the machine works before loading it up and then go from there. And on that note, this wasn't part of the five today, but don't load up the weight too much just because it's a machine. The machine will kick your butt if you are not ready to lift that weight. Trust me, don't underestimate it. And I would always start conservatively. You still need to do warm-up sets. Just because it's a machine and obviously takes out a little bit of the need for the stabilization that you might have in a dumbbell or barbell movement, it doesn't mean that it's easy. It doesn't mean that it won't cause you injuries if you don't approach it with caution. And on to number five, which is that you're probably overusing machines when you could be using dumbbell dumbbells and barbells. I've seen people in the gym in the past literally hop from machine to machine. They're doing a full body workout where they're going from the chest machine to the shoulder machine, to the back machine, to the arm machine, to the leg machine. And that's pretty much their workout. And I'd argue that you can do a full dumbbell workout. You could do a full barbell workout. You could do a full body weight workout, but I don't ever believe that anyone should do a full resistance machine workout. I think it's much better as a portion of your exercise routine with a diverse range of movements that you're using and equipment that you're using. Just because you're doing a chest press on a machine doesn't mean you should never do a bench press or a dumbbell bench press. Just because you're doing a cable row doesn't mean you should never do a barbell bent over row or a dumbbell row. You'll be missing out a lot. So integrate them within the rest of your workout and make sure that they're not the entirety of your workout. So I hope that helps
Rob's team, just remember that each machine you walk up to won't be tailored to you. And just by spending a little bit of time making adjustments and tweaks and also giving them the respect that they deserve, it will pay off in the long run. You have a safer and an even more effective movement. So I'll be doing more of these in the future. I hope that helps. Take care and I'll speak with you all tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.